another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. Today's topic is Moya Moya disease, which is a rare progressive cerebrovascular disorder caused by blocked arteries at the base of the brain. My guest is Dr. Jennifer Straley. She's a Washington University pediatric neurosurgeon at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Straley. So explain a little bit about Moya Moya and do we know what causes it? Okay. Thanks for having me today. Um, Moya Moya is a disease or syndrome that occurs when the arteries in at the base of the brain, like you mentioned, the distal internal cerebral arteries become occluded. Uh, and when that happens, there can be strokes and or uh, ischemia in the brain. Does it generally occur on its own or is it a comorbidity along with other diseases, maybe Down syndrome or sickle cell? Is it something people would be on the lookout for if a child has one of these other conditions? That's a really good question. So there are two types of Moya Moya. Uh, Moya Moya disease occurs in the absence of any other syndrome. So it's considered sort of idiopathic and occurs without any associated predisposition. Um, Moya Moya syndrome occurs in the setting of either unilateral disease or disease on one side of the brain or in the setting of an associated condition. And like you mentioned, um, patients who have sickle cell disease, neurofibromatosis 1, uh, Down syndrome, patients who have a history of cranial irradiation, those are patients that are at risk for developing Moya Moya syndrome. There are also more rare conditions uh, such as congenital heart disease uh, that also predispose to Moya Moya syndrome. So would a pediatrician be aware of this possibility and what should they be on the lookout for? And parents as well. Are there some symptoms? Right. What's the clinical presentation? So, although Moya Moya, Moya Moya syndrome or disease is not very common, more of a rare disease, it does, it is responsible for up to 6% of all childhood strokes. So any child that is displaying signs of, a, of either TIAs, so transient ischemic attacks, that would be um, symptoms of ischemia uh, or sort of transient strokes, anyone who displays those findings should um, be referred for further evaluation. And as part of that evaluation, usually an MRI is obtained. An MRI would show evidence of prior ischemia, but there are also other changes um, within the vessels that can be uh, seen with uh, an MRA, which is an MRI that looks specifically at the blood vessels in the brain. So if a child does have a TIA or something that really freaks a parent out and they've called their pediatrician, is this then emergent? And then you as a neurosurgeon come in and you're the specialist now that will take over the situation? Well, there are many different uh, reasons why a child could have a stroke. So this is really just one of the many different reasons that could cause a stroke. Anyone who's having acute or uh, new symptoms should um, be referred immediately in an urgent fashion uh, to the emergency room if they're having acute symptoms of a stroke. Much more frequently, children will present with headaches, seizures, 
um, more chronic symptoms. And a lot of kids actually uh, who are the number of conditions that I mentioned are at risk for having moya moya can have actually have silent strokes or findings on their MRI. So there's sort of two pathways uh, by which someone would present to um, to the care of either our stroke neurology team and or neurosurgery. One would be the acute pathway where they're having acute symptoms of stroke, and that would be going to the emergency room, calling 911, and getting evaluated immediately. And then there's a second pathway for kids that are presenting in a more chronic fashion with um, chronic repeated symptoms. So do you treat prophylactically if you feel that this child has any of the risk factors that you've mentioned? And then if you do or if you don't, then what would be the corresponding treatment if you suspect this is going on? Okay. So another very good question. So there are, like I mentioned uh, previously, there are some kids at risk for having moya moya that have what we call silent strokes or evidence of prior strokes on an MRI in conjunction with moya moya. So moya moya, the term moya moya actually means a puff of smoke uh, in Japanese. And that is a term for collateral vessels that are formed in the setting of occlusion of the intracranial arteries. And when we see the moya moya arteriopathy or findings of the moya moya vasculature, either on MRI or on formal catheter angiography, um, even if that patient has not had a clinical stroke, um, they are a candidate for, for surgical treatment. So the medical treatment for Moya Moya and all kids, whether or not they have surgery, are usually placed on aspirin unless there's a contraindication. Um, if there are prominent findings of Moya Moya vasculature and stenosis of the intracranial arteries, then we do treat um, we do treat patients prophylactically to prevent further strokes. So in, in one large study in children, patients with Moya Moya, either Moya Moya disease or Moya Moya syndrome, their rate of strokes was about almost 70% before surgery. Surgical treatment of, of and I'll get into that in a second, uh, I can explain in more detail, surgical treatment decreased the risk of stroke to less than 10%. So get surgery. into the surgical intervention for us and what would be involved if they do have stenosis that you've noticed mm -hmm. or any of that? So if there's a patient that is a candidate for surgery, uh, for whatever reason, if they sort of end up in that, um, in that category, there are two, um, two ways to address moya moya. Um, it's either through direct revascularization or indirect revascularization. So one of the, the um, hallmarks of Moya Moya is that it's restricted to the intracranial vasculature, meaning that the arteries uh, external to the brain, specifically the um, uh, external carotid artery system, are not affected. So in direct revascularization treatment, the, usually the superficial temporal artery is used and would be directly anastomosed to one of the intracranial arteries, typically the middle cerebral artery. In the setting of an indirect revascularization, either the superficial temporal artery or muscle or uh, in some cases uh, just the, the dura, which is the covering of the brain itself, um, 
one of those three are used to provide an indirect revascularization. And what that means is that the there's a um, vessel vessels from those tissues will then um, indirectly anastomose with uh, cortical and intracranial vessels. Um, so in pediatric neurosurgery, um, the majority of patients respond very well to an indirect revascularization where you take the superficial temporal artery and lay it on the brain and, and suture it to the pia, which is a very thin covering right on the cortical surface. So tell us about some of the new advancements or technology being done to improve the treatment or outcomes, the areas of innovation for Moya-Moya disease. Mm -hmm. Um, So here we have a very large population, here in St. Louis, we have a very large population of sickle cell patients. And there's a lot of of innovation and um, treatment-related or diagnostic-related innovation in this group of patients and also... Uh, specifically related to trying to identify those sickle cell patients who are at risk for having strokes and understanding, are there other imaging modalities to help screen these patients better and identify patients who are at risk for stroke? So Dr. Holbert, who's the, um, she's the director of our sickle cell program here, um, works with our sickle cell patients and trying to understand, um, are there even more advanced uh, either imaging modalities or um, criteria that we can use to better identify who is at risk for having strokes, particularly silent strokes in this population. And then our we have a, a pediatric stroke neurology team led by Dr. Gilliams, and she also specifically looks at um, more advanced imaging techniques to understand which, which of our pediatric patients are at risk for stroke and who who would be best treated um, with either medical therapy or surgical revascularization. So in summary, Dr. Straley, tell other physicians what you'd like them to know about Moya-Moya disease, when to refer, what to be on the lookout for, and what the referring physician can expect from your team insofar as communication. So we have a great team here at St. Louis Children's Hospital and Washington University that includes both uh, well, both myself and our adult uh, vascular team, including Dr. Greg Ziffel, um, we work in conjunction with Dr. Gilliams, who's our stroke neurologist, as well as, uh, uh, for instance, in our sickle cell population, Dr. Holbert. So we have a large multidisciplinary team, um, both from a uh, non-surgical treatment side, as well as a surgical treatment side, and then our endovascular team, which includes um, both the endovascular neurosurgeon, Dr. Osman, as well as our um, endovascular radiology team. So we have a very large team here. So when someone is referred, they're usually referred as a from the pediatric side to myself and Dr. Gilliams. And then from there, um, we make recommendations in terms of uh, initial di- diagnostic uh, diagnostic workup in terms of imaging. And then from there, uh, make treatment recommendations, and we use that. We work as a uh, multidisciplinary team. Thank you so much. What an interesting topic, Dr. Straley. Thank you for being with us today. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at one eight hundred six seven eight HELP. That's one eight hundred six seven eight four three five seven. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. 
That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.